0: ran an article on its website written by a scientist named Don Lincoln. He says, I want to believe in UFOs. Prove me wrong. Uh, then he goes on and gives a little editor's note here. He says, Don Lincoln is a senior scientist at the Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory. He is the author of several science books for general audiences, including Alien Universe, Extraterrestrial Life in Our Minds and in the Cosmos. He also produces a series of science education videos, blah 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 well he in his opinion piece here uh uh, lincoln gets into this uh you know he talks about the report the pentagon report uh, getting released he gives a little brief history of ufos in since 1947 and then toward the very bottom of, of this opinion piece uh He writes, so what do I think about UFOs and LGM? LGM, by the way, folks, stands for uh, little green men. So he's already making fun of this whole, (laughs) you know, it's preposterous that there's things coming here. So he just calls them little green men like we're reading a 1950s science fiction comic book. Anyway, he continues. As a scientist, I think that extraterrestrial life is common in the universe. After all, astronomers have discovered thousands of exoplanets, and chemistry is chemistry. Given the right conditions, life will arise from the same chemical reactions here we see on Earth, and other chemical combinations are also possible. Indeed, it boggles my mind to think that life has not evolved elsewhere. I think it's likely that intelligent extraterrestrial life is relatively rare. I don't know how you can make that statement. How does he know it's rare? How does we? I don't. We don't know that. I w- I would venture to guess it's not rare. I mean, with the hundred hundred billion stars in our own galaxy, and then there's a, a you know billions of other galaxies, and in each of those gal- galaxies, there's 100 billion more stars in each of them. I mean, I mean, there could be a lot of. I don't know if it's rare. I I, I don't know about that. You know, I, I don't. How do how do you know? How do you know anything? We 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 only really know about our own solar system here. Anyway, continuing. Here on Earth, millions of species have evolved since life began, and only humanity has evolved the intelligence and abilities to develop a technologically advanced civilization. And I think that most probably all UFOs are not observations of extraterrestrial craft. Difficulties of interstellar travel aside, it seems to me to be inconceivable that an advanced species would find us interesting enough to visit, but not interesting enough to contact. (laughs) <laughs> Let me just pause here for a second. Okay, let's let's read that sentence again, and then just try to break this down. Difficulties of interstellar travel aside, okay, right off the bat, he's again one of these scientists who has no imagination. This this guy has zero imagination. He has imagination to believe that there's extraterrestrials on other planets, you know, in the galaxy and in, in other galaxies. He has that imagination, but he just he can't imagine how they would get here like he can't imagine science our science advancing way way beyond from where it is right now where it stands right now he can't imagine like science like us figuring things out you know 10 us changing the way we look at things 10,000 years from now 100,000 years from now a million years from now if we're lucky enough we'll be lucky enough to make it 10,000 years but anyway he says It seems to, this is the best part though. It seems to me to be inconceivable that an advanced species would find us interesting enough to visit, but not interesting enough to contact. What? What? Oh my gosh. Okay. If something, how many times, I mean, again, there's no, just scientists. And a lot of these mainstream scientists, they just don't have any sort of imagination to try to, they can't think outside of the box. And, and And what kind of opinion is this coming from a scientist? I mean, seriously, it it seems to me to be inconceivable that an advanced species would find us interesting enough to visit, but not interesting enough to contact. Okay, if something's you know, we don't know how how advanced these things are compared to us. We really don't know. We're guessing I think it's probably more than a thousand years, but even a thousand years. Let's say it is a thousand years. A thousand years is a lot. OK, say it's 10,000 years or 100,000 years. I think these things want to waste their time trying to talk to us. They probably look at us like apes. Would you want to sit down at your kitchen? I'm sitting right now at my kitchen table. Would you want to sit down at the kitchen table and talk, and talk to a gorilla? We'd like to have a gorilla across the seat, across the table from you, trying to have a conversation with it, because that's what it would probably seem like to them. If they're 100,000 years more advanced than we are, that's what it would be like. It'd be like sitting down with a gorilla, you know, trying to have a conversation with an ape. Ridiculous, totally ridiculous. Anyhow, and then he goes on, another comment here that just, and if they wanted to avoid contact, they're not being very stealthy about it. What are you talking about they're not being very, very stealthy about it? I mean, my God, if everybody was seeing a UFO, a flying saucer, an extraterrestrial craft every single day, then we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be having this argument. I saw one in 1994, and that's it. One time, you know, that's it. And I'm I'm in my 50s. Some people, most people, in fact, nobody in my else in the family in my family saw a UFO. Most people don't see them. You're lucky if you get to see one. So what's he talking about? They're not very stealthy about it. They're stealthy about it. If they weren't, we if they weren't, they'd be landing all over the place. They'd be hovering over your house. You know, they'd be. You'd see them zipping through the sky every every day, every time you walk out. Just like they'd be nothing. They'd be no different than seeing a bird, a plane, a jet. A balloon. Actually you don't even see that many balloons. The other things you see a lot. You see you see birds all the time. You know, you look up, there's birds in the air. There's a plane flying overhead. There's a helicopter sometimes. There's a jet, there's a jet aircraft going over your house. But you don't see flying saucers or extrater or what is most likely an extraterrestrial craft flying around all the time. Now we catch some of these things on video, but you know the problem is or on film or on p- in pictures, it doesn't matter. You, they they don't seem to care if they seen if they're seen somewhat sometimes they, I don't even know if they care at all actually but obviously they don't seem like they really care what we think they probably you know who knows but anyway then he goes on but I'm open to be I'm open to being proven wrong okay if you're open to it you know you could be you're proved wrong already all you got to do is pick up some books. Uh, Go on Amazon or wherever you buy your books from, Barnes & Noble, whatever, right? Order some books. I recommend uh, UFOs in a National Security State Volumes 1 and 2 by Richard Dolan. Uh, How about picking up this great book uh, about Roswell here? Uh, It's by Donald... Schmidt and Thomas Carey Roswell, The Ultimate Cold uh, Cold Case Closed. I mean, pick that up. Maybe you'll learn something there. Here's a book by uh, Stan Freeman from some years back. uh, Flying Saucers and Science, the late Stan Freeman wrote this. Why don't you pick that book up? Read those books, right? There you go. There you go. You got your proof. Okay because the proof is there the the data is there if you knew more, if you were to if you had read these books particularly by these these UFOs and the National Security State books okay if you had read those books you would understand that the military has been dealing with this since the 40s all the time there's reports all the time every year all the time amazing things this has been going on a long time. They're, they know about. Actually, there is a cover up. I mean, I'm not going to get into the cover up uh, right now. I've talked about that a number of times before. But if this guy was serious about being wanted, wanting to be proved wrong, here, there you go. I'm proving you. I'll prove you wrong. Read those books, and you tell me there's nothing going on here. But I see there is one thing you don't have, and that's what I have. I, I actually have. I've seen one of these things with my eyeballs. Okay, uh, so I know it's real. The thing that the thing I saw floating around in the sky back in 1994, it was from outer. It was from another planet. There was no way humankind made this thing, so I I do have the benefit of that. However, even if I didn't have the benefit of that, among there was a couple other things too, but I'm not going to get into that either right now. Even if I didn't have the benefit of that, the data that's already compiled here, there's your proof. Read those books. Stop listening to people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, who doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to uh, extraterrestrial. He has no idea. He has no idea what's going on with these UFOs. He's just making crap up when it comes to sub- this subject. Anyhow, he's open to being proved wrong. Personally, he, this is, he continues. Personally, I very much want society to continue to fund programs that try to look for extraterrestrial life, especially SETI. Oh! Oh, SETI! Oh my God, no, not SETI! Ah! Oh. The search for extraterrestrial intelligence, which looks which looks for radio transmissions from advanced civilizations around distant stars. I feel like crying. I feel like when I see I mean, how could they be so dumb? Oh my God! SETI which uh, by the way, the late Stan Friedman called uh, referred to SETI as uh, not the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, but he called it the uh, silly uh, effort to investigate because that's exactly what it is. you're looking for old radio transmissions from something that might be ten thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand a million years more advanced than we are actually why't you again, I've said this before instead of doing that, why don't you put all the focus on the things that are here already they're already here. Okay, he continues. I also want to get to the bottom of UFO phenomena. If it's advanced weapons from other countries, we should know. And nobody would be more excited than I would be to find out that we're not alone in the cosmos and we're being visited. As Fox Mulder said, I want to believe. But first, we need incontrovertible proof. Okay. The proof is there if you want to see it. I mean, let's talk about 1994, uh, September of 1994 uh, in Africa, Zimbabwe. Uh, you know, all those school kids, over 60 kids saw a UFO They're in broad daylight, okay? They saw a, a flying saucer land and an extraterrestrial being came out and spoke to them telepathically. You know, there was over 60 witnesses. Were all of those kids lying? Okay, was it a mass hallucination? No, it was not a mass hallucination. Okay. in fact, all those kids were recently brought back together and they all said that, yes, that's you know, they're all grown up now. And they all said, yeah, that's what happened. But, yeah, there's there's proof out there. And there's also trace evidence that's been left behind when these things land. I mean, there's you know, it it burns up the 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 vegetable matter. It does things to the ground. It puts puncture marks in the ground from the landing gear. Yeah, there's there's things out there. There is some proof out there. Uh, and and one more other thing, I'll just throw this in there. Unfortunately, the government has the incontrovertible proof that a lot of people would require, like this guy. Uh, they do have extraterrestrial bodies, I'm sure, on ice and you know, you know, whatever, where, however, they're storing them. Uh, and they do have craft that they recovered. There's no question about this. I know it sounds insane to a lot of people because they've been the stigma that's been going on with this for all these decades. But you know it's time to take these blinders off. Okay. Because this thing is real. Moving on. There's a fascinating article, uh, that appeared in the August 5th, uh, 2021 scientific American. I will leave the link below in the description. So you could check this out. Uh, it's by Caleb, a sharf. Um, and, uh, it's very, very interesting. He talks about, uh, he's, a, he's a director of astrobiology at Columbia University. He's author and co-author of more than 100 scientific research articles in astronomy and astrophysics. And he wrote this article, and uh, the title is, Oh, UFOs, Where Art Thou? And he gives five reasons why sorting all of this out is so scientifically challenging. Uh, and he, he writes, just before the release of Released in June of the much-anticipated Pentagon report on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, UAP, I sat down to try to create a list of the greatest hurdles to UAP scientific analysis. What I came up with were five major challenges that are described here together with a cross-comparison with some of the statements made in the published government report. Although only nine pages long, that report turns out to be thorough, careful, and scientifically accurate, in that it fully expresses how little certainty can be drawn from the data to hand. As the saying goes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And he gives five challenges. He lists the challenges, and then he gives some commentary on, on uh, below each challenge. Uh, and I'm going to go through the five challenges, but I'm not going to go through the commentary. You, you can check. You know, I, I would recommend that you go to the website and read that yourself. But ch- but I will get into the fifth one. This is the fifth one. The fifth uh, challenge is my favorite. All right, challenge number one. All UAP UFO incidents are non-repeatable. We can't go back and perform the experiment of that exact observation again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be hard. You know, you, you, you just can't predict what these things are going to do. Challenge number two. There is nothing systematic in how incidents are recorded or reported. Different camera systems, radar systems, data processing, observers, and environmental circumstances mean that each incident is, in effect, an uncontrolled experiment with few ways to ascertain the real quality and sensitivity of data. Yeah, 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 obviously. It is, it's, it's a tough one i got to say, again, he has commentary, he gets into it more, but, you know, check it out, you want to read that, uh, this article. Challenge number three, there is no easy way to account for cherry picking of data. We don't know how often pilots or other observers see something unexpected, but then a minute later figure out what they're witnessing or at least convince themselves they've done so and consequently don't report anything there could be thousands of such in incidents, or very few. We don't know, and those mundane cases could actually represent all cases. Mm. That's I don't know about that one. Challenge number four. If any incidents or observations are genuinely associated with something tangible and physical, we don't know whether we're looking at a single underlying phenomenon or many. It's a bit like going into a zoo blindfolded and trying to understand what you're hearing and smelling. If there's only one species you might figure it out but if there are 100 species then decoding your experience is going to be very difficult uh yeah and then challenge number 5 this is my favorite challenge here the popular association of uap i love how they're changing this you know they now now the government's making the scientists say uap so they they don't sound they don't want to sound foolish to their peers but it's really ufos okay ufos let's let's stick with what it used to do. No reason to change that. Anyway, the popular association of UAP with hypotheses involving alien technology creates a severe analysis bias. Usually, science tries to move stepwise towards finding support for a given hypothesis or for eliminating hypotheses and weighs those options as evenly as possible. But in this case, a hypothesis that would require extraordinarily robust evidence in order to be supported, as with Carl Sagan's famous dictum, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, regardless of what some people say, hangs heavily over any analysis or discussion, and there is a vocal community who feel that the answer is already known. That's a problem. Yeah, I I think the answer is already known, and that's your problem, you know, Uh, because all these people, including myself, who have seen these things... Uh, People who have seen a creature with their own eyeballs, right? That were taken by these uh, beings, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they must come from someplace else because we never see them otherwise, okay? They're not, unless they're here, are they hiding here somewhere on the planet the whole time we didn't know it? I don't believe that. I think they're coming from someplace else. I I think think they come from other planets. But anyway, he gets into this a little bit. This is, he gives a little, after he, uh, that's his, Challenge number five and then he says in fact and rather ironically the socioculture stigmas around recording surprising observations mentioned in the report are undoubtedly exasperated exacerbated by elements of the UFO community that express ideas or beliefs that are well fantastical in nature what what what's so fantastical in nature about that what's so fantastical in nature and uh, what's so fantastical in nature about the possible the, the, the reality that extraterrestrials are coming here What's so fantastical about that? I mean, you know, decades ago, excuse me, not decades, centuries ago, uh, we had people in ships, explorers that would go to and find, uh, go to uncharted waters and find new islands and new continents and new peoples, and and usually the new peoples they found weren't as technologically savvy as as they were, as these explorers. They weren't they weren't they they weren't at a, at a point yet in their development where they had built ships. You know, the best they probably had was outrigger canoes. OK. Uh, and, and basically, isn't that what this is right here? What's been going what, what, what's happening here? I mean, basically, when you look out at, in this in the, at the stars at night, it, you're basically looking at it. It's just like uh, you're looking at an ocean. The Space is an ocean and all those little those millions of stars, those billions of stars out there, they represent uh, possible they're they represent uncharted waters. And in those near those stars, there's planets, you know, islands, you know, whatever you want to consider them. And, and there's other beings out there. And some of those places have beings that are more advanced than we are. And they're traveling here, just like the explorers uh, in days of old here on earth that, that found new islands and new peoples and new continents and, you know, and everything else. That's what's happening. It's basically the same thing. It's, you know, what, what we're doing right now, we're basically all we, we humans can only get out, you know, go to the as far as the moon, basically, you know, that's what we've been doing for the past, what, 50, 50 years. You know, we we send satellites up. We, we, we basically that's the that's tantamount to the outrigger canoes by some uh uh some tribe that, that some explorer ran into, you know, uh, centuries ago someplace. So that's where we are right now. And how could you believe that that some some other race out there, some other uh, some other planet, doesn't have beings that have or more advanced than we are at this at this point at this stage of the of the universe's life? Okay, there has to be, and that's what's going on. People seen these things. They're here. There, all these people aren't liars. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Back to the. Uh, article consequently as he continues consequently observers such as highly trained professional pilots are likely going to be reticent to mention things that uh, they are very surprised by this relates to point number three and creates bias because the unreported incidents if further analyzed could provide significant insight especially as to how human observers are simply confused as opposed to witnessing genuinely unusual phenomena where does, this, where, where does all of this leave us? Well, the Pentagon report does suggest ways to improve data collection and analysis, as I've described. It also points out that if some UAP do represent physical hazards or security challenges, it would be important to figure that out. In that sense, there is some possible risk mitigation to be had by investigating UAP further, irrespective of any eventually mundane or extraordinary explanation. As a scientist who studies the possibility of life elsewhere in the cosmos, I find myself saying, well, it seems worth having some more work done on this. But that's not because I think it's likely that extraterrestrials or their probes could be dropping into Earth's atmosphere. Although as a rational thinker, I can't and shouldn't shouldn't permanently exclude such possibilities. My point number five bothers me enough that I'd rather follow the stepwise approach. There are other benefits to that strategy, too, in particular... I think that the idea of a vastly more systemic collection of data from things like state-of-the-art camera systems placed on aircraft or in monitoring locations would be an interesting activity regardless of what is actually taking place in our skies. New kinds of high-resolution... time lapse data and high fidelity monitoring of our planetary environment could have many additional benefits as we try to navigate our way through a perilously changing world from atmospherics to animal migration to human generated garbage floating in the air and on the sea seeing what 's actually going on is always going to help like this guy you know he's he 's at a different place at, at, than than most scientists he 's trying to he 's trying to walk across a, a, a a rope right now he's trying to balance himself you know he's you know he he can't he can't like, he just can't go he can't say yeah to ha- you know he can't go to full extraterrestrial but he can't go to the full uh you know it's nothing to it either i mean i appreciate this 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 is like a this this article here this is a this opinion piece by a scientist is like that's that's more re- it's more refreshing although i don't agree with, i mean some of the things you know it's not like the the you know some of these other scientists, but some of the things he says do do bother me like I don't understand uh wh- like when he says when he makes this statement here uh he says uh the the popular like he he thinks it's like it's a problem that people are already there well some people are already there because they've seen these things, so what else could they be? okay a lot of people are like we, we we're falling back on the Occam's razor." Uh, idea the concept of Occam's razor that the first thing that comes to mind must be the correct one and a lot of times it is and it has to be with this what else could it be I mean when I was a kid and I saw that thing was in my room you know 10 years when I, I thought this thing was a was a devil it took 10 years went by in my life till I realized no that had to be an alien that that was more scientifically feasible that was more uh uh that that made more sense to me cuz i know it wasn't human whatever the thing was but yeah i mean i that's the problem like they they can't accept just none of the, nothing that anybody says the, the i mean there is evidence out there i mean again there's multiple books on this i mean are, are they looking at that stuff or if they did maybe they're afraid to talk about it and, and they and they have to you know do this tightrope walk you know they can't. You know, the people will call us. Our peers will say we're idiots and fools. And meanwhile, the the public will say that uh, we're idiots. You know, which which you know I do say that about some people. I, I think that there's some scientists out there that, you know, they fall too. They're they're, they're too much in the camp of, uh, oh, it's it's nothing. You know, it's it's probably uh, probably was it's a prosaic answer for everything. Or maybe there's a malfunction with a camera. I mean, that's Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying that recently. That maybe the the, the, the electronics that they're using to record these objects was was failing, had failed, and that just made these things up. I mean, come on, Neil. Come on. They, some of these people saw it with their own eyeballs. Anyhow, yeah, I, check this article out from Scientific America, American. It's uh, very interesting, and uh, it's nice to see uh, something like this. This 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 is more of a You know, this guy's doing a balancing act here. It's very interesting.